Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We're headed to the home stretch of football season and basketball is in full swing. And BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the action this year. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Good afternoon or good night. However and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy Podcast Live on the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it's a podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is December 23rd, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in anyways. Today is the third annual Take It Easy Christmas Spectacular here on the Take It Easy podcast. We did one of these in 2019 to get set for a fun slate of NBA basketball. Last year for a combination of NBA basketball and a Saints-Vikings game that will live forever in NFL lore when Alvin Kamara scored six touchdowns against the Vikings. This is a kind of more cliche podcast, but we go for cliche on Christmas. Why do we go for cliche on Christmas? Because Nobody's putting out content on Christmas, and we can dominate the market on content on Christmas for people who are really looking for podcasts, even though we're kind of cheating and dropping this one on December 23rd. Why are we doing the Christmas special on the 23rd? Because Christmas falls on a Saturday this year, and we don't do podcasts on Saturdays, and Friday is going to be a Stripe Hype Friday, so we weave our way in with the Christmas special here, and then it's a Christmas spectacular this year, five NBA games two NFL games, and one magical Raycom Media Camellia Bowl because they're making Ball State play on Christmas Day in Montgomery or Mobile, Alabama or somewhere down there. It is an unfortunate situation for those teams, but there is one meaningless Raycom Media Camellia Bowl also on our Christmas slate this year. It's going to be magical. It's going to be wonderful. And before we get to that, I do want to talk about a uh, closing a loop that we had from yesterday. Because yesterday, we talked about the Von Miller Madden commercial from 2017. And these commercials are like lore for me. I love, love the Von Miller Madden commercial. or The Madden commercial campaign from 2017 is one of the best campaigns that has ever been executed. This was the Madden that had Gronk on the cover and they got Gronk, and they got Antonio Brown, and they got Von Miller to all do parody songs 
which again, we love parody songs here on the podcast. It's one of my favorite things about sports is the parody song. We've made multiple parody songs. We've co-opted the T-Pain Dolphins fight song that I keep bringing up all the time here and on comical sports memes, potentially rest in peace. We're going to try and find a way to get it back, but we've been hacked and the account is down. So if you're coming over here from there, uh, please set, uh, find a, help us find a way. I don't know what you can do other than just like trying to keep the page alive, but we're going to try and get that back. Uh, we, we, I love the parody song. I love the content that we have here. Uh, and one of the things that is fantastic is when real companies did it. Like Madden actually built their entire ad campaign around parody songs. And I love it because we can revisit these. Do, does anyone remember these? Pretty much no one except me. But this is a damn good ad campaign. So I want to first do the Antonio Brown one because the Antonio Brown one was my favorite of all time. Although the Von Miller one's good. The Von Miller one and the Antonio Brown one you should watch the videos for on YouTube. Uh, just Google Antonio Brown Madden commercial, Rob Gronkowski Madden commercial, Von Miller Madden commercial. They're very good visually, but the audio is funny too. So here's the Antonio Brown one to The Weeknd's Can't Feel My Face, which was, of course, the most popular song of 2015. This came out in 2016. We got this magical commercial out of it. I can also jump into the air cause I don't weigh a ton So just put me on your Madden team, let's get this season one We can roll to the Super Bowl Touchdown pass, don't worry, I got it Deep coverage, don't worry, they're slow You know I will always be open Just as soon as the ball Oh, 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 I can't stop my ends on dancing moves When I shake it, they can't take it Let me win a Super Bowl with you Oh, you love it, one more of it Build your team and take them all the way Madden NFL 17 EA Sports. It's in the game. Again, that one's my favorite of the three. The Von Miller one's really good. I'm going to play it again from yesterday. I, I should make you go back to yesterday's podcast to listen to it, but I'm going to play the Von Miller one again to close a loop on the 2017 Madden commercial campaign. So here's the Gronk one. And the Gronk one, they didn't go for a modern song. They went all the way back for Bon Jovi on this one. So Gronk went for the deep throwback where if you watch the video, he's wearing ridiculously tight leather pants and one of those giant blonde afros with the hair all over the place like a rock star. And it's really good. It's really good if you watch the video. I had forgotten about this one until just recently. I remember the Von Miller one and the AB one, but I'd forgotten about the Gronk one. So here's the Rob Gronkowski parody video from the Madden 2017 campaign. Open all day, 
build your team and take them all the way. Madden NFL 17, EA Sports. It's in the game. My hypothesis on these commercials is that by the time they got to the third one with Gronk, they just got a little bit bored, and so they rhymed tough with and stuff, and then made Gronk say it, and stuff, and stuff, which has got to be like the laziest and best part of all of this is that they do and stuff for Rob Gronkowski (laughs) singing Bon Jovi in a gigantic rock concert. And there's also a scene where someone holds up a sign that just says Gronk. It it's so good. It's so good. They just I they just ran out at the end with and stuff. All right, you might have listened to yesterday's podcast uh, before we had the slump buster takeover where we talked about the Von Miller one. I want to play the Von Miller one again because it's an absolute banger. Uh, it's to Justin Bieber's "Sorry," which was also one of the most popular songs of 2016. So when they were making this Madden campaign, they made this magical song as a parody with Von Miller, who, by the way, I don't know if it's like auto tune or what. But Von Miller, best singing voice out of the three. Like, Antonio Brown, pretty good. Gronk, little gravelly, but it does the job. Von Miller, pretty damn good, have to say. Von Miller, very good singing in the in the Justin Bieber remake. And this, by the way, if you're going to watch any of the videos, watch the Von Miller one, because it is a trip for, I guess, like a trip right back to 2016 in the, the most chuggy way possible, I have to say. Just start me. When I'm on your Madden team, rushing the passer and tackling dudes are some strings of mine. Build your game strategy around me, cause my rating is 99. Build a slot for LB by just calling on me, and we both can shine. Cause I just need one more shot to be MVP. Yeah, we can win, so I'm saying start me. Let's do this. Stop all plays, just using my body. When I'm on your Madden team, change your roster up and just start me. me. Opponents never gonna make first downs. Try and try, they won't gain no ground. team and take them all the way madden nfl 17 ea sports it's in the game so yeah that closes a gigantic loop that i've waited 24 hours to bring in or maybe if you're listening to this podcast in order you didn't even know about the loop i started yesterday playing the rams song by the way if you want to hear the rams parody song from the 1980s Make sure to check out yesterday's podcast. I can't give away all the goods here. I gotta gotta make sure the loyalists get little teasers who turn in all the way or every day. So, yeah, that is a uh, twelve minutes of content that I hope you enjoyed because uh, I really, really wanted to close that loop on those amazing Madden Seventeen commercials. One of the great ad campaigns of all time. On our Christmas Day special, because of course that's what we did on our Christmas Day special, was just regular shenanigans, because it doesn't matter what day of the year or the week it is, we're just going to do random shenanigans whenever they pop into my mind. 
So Merry Christmas. Enjoy some Madden 2017 commercials. Go buy Madden 2017 with Antonio Brown on the Steelers and Vaughn Miller on the Broncos and also Rob Gronkowski on the Patriots because all of those were things just four years ago. New sponsor alert here on the Take It Easy podcast. It is Lightbox Jewelry. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, Lightbox Jewelry has cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds that you can find at a light price of just $800 per carat. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds. Never a dull moment. So after that winding detour, let's get set for Christmas Day. And part of getting set for Christmas Day is not just talking about Trey Young returning to the Garden and Utah versus Dallas and NFL games between the Colts and Cardinals or Eli Drinkwitz's Mizzou Tigers. Now, part of this is talking about COVID because it feels like the world is falling apart again. And we had a uh, a less than great podcast back in March of 2020 about this pandemic. I think it has to be one of the freezing cold takes of freezing cold takes in regards to talking about the COVID-19 pandemic the day before everything shut down. And so this time around, I feel like just because of what's happened in the last week or so, you look at the world at large in COVID and say, any anything is on the table at this point. And it may not be exactly the same way it was last time because we've been through this for 18 months now. Well, no, we've been through this for 22 months now uh, in the COVID pandemic. We're headed into year three of COVID-19 and we are have easy and available access to vaccines. So it's going to be different than it was last time with the COVID pandemic. And yet it feels like everything is back on the table in regards to lockdowns and going back to online school or work or whatever the situation might be. We're going to see a similar type of situation to what we had back in 2020. And that doesn't sound appealing, but then you look at what's happening in sports, which is a macro conversation for society, and you start to realize that everything is on the table. So in doing our Christmas preview this year, a big part of the story is COVID-19, because if you want to just do it on a base ma- on a base level conversation, six Atlanta Hawks in the COVID protocol, eight Brooklyn Nets in the COVID protocol, Luka Doncic in the Dallas Mavericks in the COVID protocol, that would move around three of the five NBA Christmas Day games in the event that they get canceled or moved. Uh, you also have the NHL shutting down for their Christmas holiday early this year. They canceled about 50 games or so leading into the Christmas holiday due to asymptomatic positive tests, which is a step, by the way, that other leagues have not been willing to go to. The NFL moved games to Monday and Tuesday, obviously, again, for the first time since last December. And what happened uh, on Thanksgiving back then when Baltimore and Pittsburgh were supposed to play and there was no nighttime Thanksgiving game in like the, wow, look at the COVID year situation. Well, now we're going to see it again on Christmas. Uh, You're seeing the NFL talk about moving the Browns and Packers game, moving the Colts and Cardinals games based on potential COVID outbreaks. Kansas City Chiefs have nine players going into the COVID protocol. Last year, we talked about, wow, should we be rooting for players to test positive so they can build up immunities before the playoffs? And I'm hearing similar types 
type conversations again this year, except this year we're less illusion to the idea of killing off old people, or at the very least of people testing positive for COVID, in part because we have easy access to vaccinations in America. And this is changing all of the equations around the COVID-19 pandemic. When the pandemic first started, you had a group of people saying that the economy needed to stay open, and you had a segment of people saying that lockdowns were extremely unnecessary. And by about May, after two plus months of going through lockdowns, most people had kind of agreed that we were not doing that ever again, or at least a larger segment of people. I shouldn't say most, a a large majority of people, so much so that it defeats the purpose of lockdowns altogether, decided we were not going to do this again. And states started to open up as COVID cases declined in the in the summer. And then we got to the fall. And then we got to 2021 and we had vaccines readily available. And all of the math started to change around the pandemic where we could take more risks, especially if we're vaccinated because it lowers the chance of people having serious illness. Now, does it mean that people are going to be sick and not want to transmit? Absolutely. But it changed the equation for people making calls on how much freedom, in air quotes, because freedom is really just how much uh, responsibility are we willing to take on in terms of getting ourselves sick and getting the people around us sick, how much of a responsibility do we carry to the person to the left and the person to the right of us? And I I use freedom in air quotes in this context because the word freedom has been uh, hijacked in some ways and used as a propaganda tool. Not that it hasn't been for a long time, but especially in this case, using the words limiting freedoms has been a big part of the reason why there's been a strong pushback against vaccinations and a strong pushback against the COVID-19 pandemic at large and measures meant to keep people out of the hospital and keep people alive. And one of the things that I've said throughout the past 12 months or so I think more as like a cynical view than anything else is I'm not disillusioned to the fact that we play God all the time with human life. Uh, We talked about this in the Henry Ruggs situation where one death is a tragedy, 100,000 deaths is a statistic, as is the case with the number of people killed every year in drunk driving incidents or driving while impaired incidents, somewhere between 10 and 11,000 for each of the last five years. And we as a society have decided that that's something that we are not like willing to invest large amounts of time, resources, and energy into lowering. We've decided that this is not a larger societal problem at the time right now. We talked about this uh, when we reviewed the documentary last year, December 11th, 2000, or uh, on, it was on December 11th, but March 11th, 2020, which is when the world was shutting down. Prior to that, The conversation that we decided was the forefront of America and our pressing issue was dealing with sexual harassment in the workplace and dealing with the way women are treated in professional settings in America. That was something we really focused on. The Me Too movement was something that created real legitimate change because we decided that we wanted to place an emphasis on this. And as a result, we got real significant change. And then as the COVID-19 pandemic began on the same day as the Harvey Weinstein sentencing, March 11th, 2020, the same exact day as the Harvey Weinstein sentencing, COVID became the pressing issue of our time, or at least of our generation. And now here we are two years later, 
focused on that pandemic as the number one issue facing America right now. And there was about a six-month period where that slowed down. Once people got vaccinated in March and April and May and progressively into June and fewer and fewer people got vaccinated, but then we started opening business and started opening schools and required vaccine mandates. And that was a conversation on the back, the back lulls of the COVID pandemic. All of a sudden, we started to see COVID again become the pressing issue of our time, even as it took a quick break because we had easy access to vaccines and we could start making different evaluations. For example, if someone tests positive for COVID and is asymptomatic, a lot of people articulate that if you're asymptomatic and test positive, you should wear a mask but still be allowed to go to work, similarly to someone who tests positive for the flu or someone who tests positive for a common cold. Now, the flip side of that is easy transmission of the va- of COVID-19 can happen if someone is symptomatic and therefore we don't since there's not active testing it's hard to figure out whether someone is symptomatic or not and transmitting to someone else quickly enough to prevent an outbreak as we're seeing in the NFL and the NBA and the NHL and college football cuz Texas A&M just had to cancel their bowl game as well. And Omicron adds a whole nother element to it because an increasingly high percentage, uh, an increasingly growing percentage of cases in America are of a new variant that is easier to transmit, but creates less serious illness as a result of giving people vaccines and viruses just mutating year over year. This is just something that happens. It's the same thing that happens with flu is that the virus mutates over time and it creates new variants. And that's a big reason why in the last week and a half, we're seeing the country start to shut down again and people are not traveling for Christmas and people are not, uh, you know, not working from in person as much as they may have been and schools like my school have decided that there's going to be a grace period where you figure out if people are going to test positive or not when they come back all of this has been very confusing to me because i don't know why the last 10 days have been anything different than before is it the fact that there's been a lot more coverage about people testing positive and more people getting tested and finding that there are positive tests? Did it have something to do with Omicron? Does it have something to do with the fact that we are in a, you know, colder season? I just don't know the answer to that right now. And I really want to do better research. And so I don't want to bring it up here on the podcast. What's interesting about this from a national standpoint is the COVID-19 pandemic is now back into full focus about 20 months after it became a pressing issue in America. And what's an interesting conversation about this is everyone is in such a unique place. And some people are not as willing to move off of their opinions on COVID-19. But over the past 10 days, I've seen a remarkable shift from the majority based on uh, media coverage and based on people testing positive and based on people potentially getting or not getting booster shots, you have seen different coverage around the COVID-19 pandemic than there was even two months ago. So I, I still feel pretty good about the fact that people are willing to adapt their opinions on the state of the pandemic based on new information. What's interesting about this is after two years and months of not having new developments around the pandemic, some people can lull into a place of complacency. And this is something that we're seeing in the NFL right now as players articulate that 
uh, including Baker Mayfield being the most vocal among them, is that if you are positive and if you're asymptomatic, you should still be allowed to work and to play in the game. Nick Sirianni coached for the Eagles and then immediately tested positive after the game and reported his symptoms the next day, which means that there's potential that Nick Sirianni gave it to members of his coaching staff and players if he's now being reported as symptomatic. And this is part of the conversation that's happening in the NBA, where things feel like a quote-unquote shit show in the testing procedures around the NBA. What's different about the NBA and the MLB, or I'm sorry, the NBA, the NHL, and the NFL, and college football to a certain extent, is sports leagues have a significantly higher vaccination rate than the country as a whole. The NFL has reportedly about a 94 to 95% vaccination rate. The NBA is somewhere around the 95% threshold. And the NHL is, I think, slightly higher than that, although I don't know the, the reported numbers recently in the NHL. And the one team that we had where the vaccination cards were checked with thoroughness was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Mike Edwards and Antonio Brown were two players out of 50 or 60 who were found to have fake vaccination cards. So maybe there's another two or three or 4%. If we take the small sample size of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having two fake vax cards, and if every team had two fake vax cards, that's about three to 4%. So adjusting for even three to 4% doesn't change those numbers more than the national average which is around 70% vaccination rates and even fewer people who haven't gotten booster shots coming up here on six months or seven months or eight months of getting their first shots, which lowers immunity at the same time as the spread of an Omicron variant that is increasingly adding to the percentage of cases. So what does this mean for the context of talking about the Christmas Day podcast? Because the Christmas Day podcast is presumably a conversation about sports leagues and fun games that we do every year. And in this case, it's that the outbreak is happening right around Christmas and built into a traveling season and people having to make decisions about what they're going to do in the short term in terms of visiting people or making decisions to spend time with family before, you know, what pretty much is the biggest holiday of the year. We're two days away from the biggest holiday of the year at a time where there's also shortages in supply chains and shortages of gifts in stores or candy canes or mall Santas or truck drivers or whatever else you want to talk about with like the economy being broken up and mismanagement around that over the past 24 to 36 months that are creating weird breaks in the American economy and all the parts of Christmas that are like capitalistic and everything else on down, you start to see conversations that put people in a state of confusion. And when there's a whole lot of confusion, it can create a whole lot of hysteria. And it can also create an absolute authority that can lead people in a particular direction. Because I think people looking for guidance is really at the heart of this conversation around the pandemic, at least for the majority. It might not be the case for people who are firmly entrenched in their camps or feel like they, they've been through the COVID pandemic enough to know where they stand. But for a majority of people, they'll swing back and forth based on recent coverage. We've seen public relations moves all the time in businesses about your number one priority, keeping your employees healthy and safe. Well, 
that's only the number one priority because society has decided that this is the number one priority right now. And so you're seeing public relations moves of more people working from home, schools deciding that they're going to begin with remote learning and and situations like that playing into the public relations and fear that exists right now as you know you see tons more people testing positive for covid even if they're asymptomatic and even if they're vaccinated folks they're still testing positive and so this is a conversation with no great answers especially in the short term but it's also the thing that's going to dominate the world right now you see in i mean we can bring it back to the micro level of sports which reflects society you have no idea which game is going to be played. Your games are getting canceled left and right. Leagues are having to make decisions about how we're going to fit in full seasons and how we're going to adjust schedules. The NHL just decided the other day, hey, we were going to let people go play in the Olympics now. Well, we can't really stop for three weeks for the Olympics because we have to cancel 50 or so games. And so the reason we're able to pause the season on September, on December 20th instead of December 23rd, cancel 50 or so games, is because we'll just make it up instead of sending people to the Olympics. And that's where the business side can compromise on these things. The NFL has decided, tough shit. If you ain't got your players, you get until Tuesday to get all your players back. But other than that... We are going to move ahead as scheduled and get through the Super Bowl. And maybe this year will be the year that one of the games gets affected by having by someone having COVID or someone being knocked out. And we start messing with the end results, even though last year Justin Turner tested positive in the middle of Game 6 of the World Series. And even though Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother tested positive for COVID right before the NBA Finals. And Giannis may or may not have been vaccinated, according to Matt Sullivan of Rolling Stone, who did a report on this story a couple months ago, or at least like a month ago, I think, that Giannis's brother tested positive and Giannis may or may not have been vaccinated at the time. And so all of the results in sports could be upended and maybe the NFL gets upended by the COVID pandemic. Who knows? We have to wait and see to find out on that one. But that's an interesting part of this whole conversation is where we are right now and where things are going in the future. And it's hard to play God on human life in this case because a lot of places are going into lockdowns because you're seeing upticks in ICU numbers because a lot of unvaccinated people are catching COVID and having serious ailments as a result. And uh, this is a, a a part that is a really difficult playing God conversation, which is there is easy availability of vaccines. Do we put the world on pause for people who actively choose to not get a vaccine? This is a real conversation that is really difficult and just requires playing God with human life. And this is a really difficult conversation that is going to come up again over the next few weeks. I don't know if I have a correct answer to that, and I don't know if morally there should be a correct answer to that, is do we let people die in the spirit of keeping the world going? This was a question we asked a while ago, but back then the reason the conversation was different was because people couldn't control whether or not they got COVID or got serious, uh, seriously ill as a result of of catching COVID when the disease first went, uh, when the pandemic first started. Now there's easy and available access to vaccines and booster shots. 
And so this creates a very, very complex situation that might lead to some people on one end of the spectrum changing their minds when it comes to a really difficult practical decision, which is, do we kill some unvaccinated old people to keep the world going, or do we put the world on pause to protect all human life? It's an impossible question, and it's an impossible answer. There's not really a good answer, and sometimes we have to make decisions between really bad bad options. This is just the practical part of being a human. Sometimes I'll make decisions that feel like in the moment they are practical. They are decisions that uh, I, I, I like to operate normally as a, an idealist. Normally, I like to see ideals and sometimes be cynical idealist, which means you can see ideals, recognize the world is kind of messed up, and we have to make shitty decisions sometimes. Sometimes we got to play God with human life. We all decided to go into lockdowns. Well, not all of us. A lot of us decided to go into lockdowns at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. And now with you know unvaccinated folks going into ICUs at higher rates because everyone's testing positive at higher rates over the last two weeks or so, well, now you're going to start to see some real conversations being asked about whether or not we should put the world on pause for people testing positive. And I think only when it scares people enough, even if they're vaccinated and they catch COVID, I think that's when you're going to start to see the conversation shift some more. That's just a prediction. I'm not saying that that's something that's going to happen in the near future, but it's interesting to see how people make practical decisions under stress. What brings this back to the NBA conversation and the NFL conversation as we get ready to try and do game previews is this is the defining issue of our time or of our generation. This pandemic is the defining moment of our generation. It's been going on for two years, running on three now. And one of the things that is going to be interesting to watch is how we move forward As we have new information, which we're seeing right now, we're seeing an uptick in COVID cases and spread of an Omicron variant that is putting people in some fear and questioning how this is going to play out. As that begins, we are going to see how access to new information, again, changes people's opinions. Similarly to having access to vaccines readily available, uh, it's somewhat of available access to COVID-19 tests. And people getting back to whatever form of their life or new version of their life that they had outside of the home or outside of Zoom, we're going to see how people weigh those and just general exhaustion from the pandemic as a whole. We're going to see how that changes people's decision making because the will of the people will ultimately dictate what ends up happening around the COVID-19 pandemic, as we've been quite aware of too over the last two years. And as we bring it to the sports aspect of it, what is going to happen to the results of our sports events is going to be swayed by business and by the public relations of the the public relations moves of these corporations. And if you want to argue politicians work in the same way of public relations, this is going to be something that changes the equation for all of these teams and these leagues. Because remember, the NFL initially said back in September they were going to forfeit games with teams that had COVID outbreaks. And then the conversation around COVID changed this past week and more players and teams were testing positive, And so they started moving games around again. 
Public relations will determine the conversation around COVID over the next month or so. As we lead into Christmas, as we lead into New Year, as people go back to their jobs and as people go back to school, public relations will again dictate the conversations we have around COVID and corporations and our government will get away with whatever they can get away with in the public relations conversation. And new access to new information will change the opinions of the majority even if it doesn't change the opinions of people on the fringes. So it'll be interesting to see as we go through the next two weeks whether or not people's opinions are going to shift back and forth or if people are going to allow sports leagues and businesses and corporations who, who are like employed by and reliant upon for many of their you know, day-to-day functions and just operating within society, like, we'll see what they're allowed to get away with and what we're going to allow them to be okay doing as we have to make difficult decisions about whether or not we're going to kill some old unvaccinated people. Really difficult conversations. And we have to decide for ourselves, do I want to go back to work? Do I feel safe enough to go back to school? And will public relations shift one way or the other in moving all business to online or moving a good majority of business online or moving schools back to entirely online and things of those sorts. We will see what new information ends up shifting public opinion on and what science says in shifting that public opinion. A big part of the reason we had that conversation about the COVID-19 pandemic, even though I'm going to be honest, it probably wasn't exactly what I was trying to articulate after 20 minutes of podcast, probably wasn't exactly what I was going for, is because here's how we try and do a Christmas Day preview. Well, we start off the day with a magical 9 a.m. Knicks basketball game, and this is one of the great parts of my childhood, was waking up on Christmas morning and for some reason at 9 a.m. on the West Coast watching New York Knicks basketball against the Boston Celtics or the Toronto Raptors one year or the Miami Heat, watching those New York Knicks teams play the first game on Christmas Day, and that went away for a few years, but the Knicks are back on Christmas Day. They're playing the Trey Young Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young returns to the Garden for the first time since bowing goodbye to the Knicks. Except Trey Young is not going to play because Trey Young's in the COVID protocol. You know who else is in COVID protocol? Bogdanovich and Gallinari and Luawu Cabarro and Kevin Herter. The Atlanta Hawks have six players in the protocol. They'll still be able to field a team against the Knicks because you need to have at least eight, and there's 15 on the roster, so there are nine Hawks available. The Hawks can field a team against the Knicks. They can sign a 10-day contract like Emmanuel Moutier or Joe Johnson. Because, yes, Joe Johnson is back in the NBA right now. As everyone signs Mario Chalmers to a 10-day contract, you start to see all these players return with non-guaranteed deals to fill out COVID roster spots like it's the replacements all over again. One of the worst Hollywood football movies of all time. You start to see those players file in, so we're probably going to have a Hawks and Knicks game, but no Trey Young, and six of the Hawks are gone at this point, so bye-bye to your COVID-19 kickoff. Then you get the next game, which is the Celtics against the Milwaukee Bucks, except the Milwaukee Bucks have four players in the COVID protocol right now, and the Boston Celtics have five players in the COVID protocol. They just had to sign Joe Johnson today to play basketball for them on Christmas Day. So enjoy watching 38-year-old Joe Johnson 
playing basketball for the Boston Celtics against the maybe Giannis-less Milwaukee Bucks as your second Christmas Day game. Then you go to the NFL. Well, actually, no. First, you have the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl at 11.30 West Coast time on Christmas Day because for some reason they made the Ball State football, uh, I forgot where they are, the Cardinals, I think. They made Ball State play on Christmas Day in the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl against Georgia State. So yeah, that is uh, what I would call cruel and unusual punishment by college football standards. The 7-5 Georgia State Panthers, now coached, I believe, by Clay Helton. He's either Georgia State or Georgia Southern. He might be Georgia Southern, actually. But yeah, Georgia State versus Ball State in the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. I don't know what the COVID situation is there. NFL, Cleveland Browns versus the Green Bay Packers, except the Cleveland Browns just five days, or not five days ago, just three days ago, had about 15 to net 20 players in the COVID protocol, including Baker Mayfield, including Case Keenum, including David Njoku, including Jarvis Landry. Now, many of those players will probably be back for the game on Saturday, but it's a real quick turnaround time. They only have six days to turn around before they have to play again and try and get everyone out of the COVID-19 protocol. So who knows how many Cleveland Browns are going to play. Packers have a good five or so players in the COVID protocol right now. But maybe that game's less interesting. The Packers are seven-point favorites in that game, which, by the way, I think the Packers probably win this because they have Aaron Rodgers and because the Cleveland Browns cannot throw the football to save their lives, and the Packers have one of the best secondaries in the NFL. So I fully expect the Packers will win this game, derailing the Cleveland Browns' season and chances to win a really atrocious AFC North with all the teams above 500 right now. Well, let's move to Warriors and Suns, shall we? That's the best NBA game of the day. I don't think the NBA planned on that when they made the Christmas Day slate, but you got the two best teams in the Western Conference going up against each other, except... The Golden State Warriors are without Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Clay Thompson is still hurt for the Golden State Warriors. Damian Lee entered the COVID protocol today. So that's three of the five best players on the Golden State Warriors. Four of six, if you want to include Clay Thompson, gone for the Warriors, headed into their Christmas Day matchup against the Phoenix Suns. So both of those games get played. Next up, you have the Nets taking on the Lakers, except that game probably won't happen. Why? Because eight Brooklyn Nets are currently in the COVID protocol. The Nets just had their game against the Blazers get canceled literally 20 minutes before recording this podcast because there were not enough players to play for the Brooklyn Nets. So no Kevin Durant, no James Harden, no Kyrie Irving. The entire Brooklyn Nets are in the COVID protocol. That game will probably just be canceled outright altogether. But say you weren't interested in the Nets versus Lakers. By the way, Anthony Davis also out four to six weeks with a sprained MCL and knee injury that he suffered, or sprained MCL and ankle injury that he suffered last week against Dallas. Let's say you weren't interested in Lakers and Nets as the primetime NBA Christmas Day game. Well, let's move to Colts and Cardinals. I gotta be honest, doesn't look like there's very many COVID cases in either locker room right now so Colts Cardinals full go I guess after Colts Cardinals it'll be 7 30 west coast time 10 30 east coast time if you're feeling like staying up you can watch the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz or at least watch part of the game at the end of Colts and Cardinals if you're not ready to go to bed yet 
go watch Mavericks Jazz, except the Mavericks will be without Luka Doncic because Luka Doncic has entered the COVID-19 protocol. So the only reason anyone should want to watch the Dallas Mavericks is now gone from the Christmas Day game. So I guess Colts Cardinals is all you have to hang your hat on. It's really hard to do a preview of Christmas Day, hence why we did 20 minutes on the COVID-19 pandemic. Not great 20 minutes, but we did 20 minutes on the COVID-19 pandemic just before this. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking with the Take It Easy Christmas Day special. I guess just the Christmas special because this isn't an actual Christmas podcast. It's on December 23rd. But we appreciate each and every one of you for stopping in. Make sure to download, follow, leave a five-star review, whether on Apple or Spotify, because Spotify has reviews now. Leave a five-star review if you're listening on Spotify. I know there's a few of you out there. About 10% of our listeners come from Spotify. I know you'll come through with the five-star ratings here on the Christmas podcast. Appreciate everyone stopping in. We will see you again tomorrow, Stripe Hype Friday. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your holidays. And enjoy not getting sick. Or if you are sick, stay well, stay healthy. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Take it easy, everybody. team and take them all the way madden nfl 17 ea sports it's in the game thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube